Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and today we're going to go over some really cool stuff, actually. I'm, I'm super excited about today's class. So this is the servingrealestateinvestors.com sort of uh, videos and podcasts and stuff like that. It's all about um, serving real estate investors. You know, if you're a real estate agent or a lender or accountant or anyone else, a professional provider of services to the uh, real estate investor family, um, then welcome, because that's what we're sort of doing videos for. So um, today we're going to cover 10 things to teach real estate investors, something I am passionate about, something I get excited about, like thinking about all the different things that I can share or you can share or we all can share with real estate investors to help them add value and maybe attract some clients to us, demonstrate our expertise, all those different things. So I'm going to jump right into the presentation. I'm going to try to keep these relatively short, 15 to 20 minutes. I, I, I mean, having taught I don't know, at this point, hundreds. I, I think that's, I, I may be in the thousand plus range of classes taught. I, I don't know if it's quite that many. It's definitely multiple hundreds though of classes. I, uh, I could talk about this topic for a very long time. So what I'll do though, is I'm gonna give you 10 things to teach real estate investors. I'll just comment on them a little bit, talk to you about like what they are and why I think they're important to teach. And uh, I will also maybe, no, I probably should just give you a link to some of the class topics I've taught so that you can get ideas, you know, just kind of use those to brainstorm, you know, don't go copy my stuff, but, you know, go use those as a, uh, a way to get some different ideas to do that. Um, you can go on the uh, Real Estate Financial Planner website, and there's a list of classes by year that I taught them of the videos that I have up there. So you can kind of get an idea or go listen to any of the podcasts I've got for the real estate investors. You can get a feel for like what I'm teaching as well. Okay, so here's the list up for you. So 10 things to teach real estate investors. Number one, how to analyze deals. I think this is an underserved topic, an underserved niche, especially based on the number of questions I get about it and the kind of questions I get about it, both from clients and also people coming to classes. Like, and, and it's also very market specific. So this is not something that you can go buy a very generic book on and expect it to be, I don't know, highly nuanced, highly detailed about um, you know how to do deal analysis. I think that things vary a little bit from city to city. And so teaching folks how to analyze deals in your marketplace is important. And you may think to me, hey, so James, where do I get a deal analysis spreadsheet from? Well, you could build your own, which is what I did for mine. Um, or you could go and use like a commonly available one, you know, go use like bigger pockets and use that as a demo or, you know, go find one online that you like and kind of use it and then tell them where to go download it, not your site, you know, keep it, uh, you know, if somebody is kind enough to kind of post their spreadsheet, make sure you give them credit and allow them to go download it. Like, for example, I have mine posted on our website at realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet. If you want to teach based on mine, you're welcome to do that, but please do not violate the copyright, just like you wouldn't want someone violating your copyright of taking your stuff and passing it off as their own. Uh, but, you know, go tell them if they want to go download a copy of the spreadsheet, they can go to realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet and use mine or, you know, build your own and then teach from your own spreadsheet or teach from the one that you're planning on using. And it is helpful if you establish this early on, especially if you're a real estate agent, and you're going to be, you know, helping people analyze deals or, or kind of like expecting them to analyze deals. You don't want to be 
kind of having to relearn and check everyone's spreadsheet every single time you want to give them a spreadsheet or have them use one spreadsheet that you're really familiar with. That way, when they send you back a deal to say, hey, what do you think about this deal I'm considering? Or, you know, can you help me analyze this particular one? And they send you over what they've done so far that you're not having to say, well, how did this guy even build this weird spreadsheet? You want to have one that you're familiar with and that you can help them walk through. And then the classes on how to analyze deals, there's all sorts of variations on this. There's like, you know, how do you analyze a fix and flip deal? How do you analyze a buy and hold deal? How do you analyze a deal when you're buying it as a nomad? How do you analyze a deal when you're analyzing it as a house hacker? How do you analyze a deal if you're putting nothing down and the kind of returns get all wacky? How do you analyze deals, you know, that you're buying at a discount? Like there's all sorts of variations to this. Um, on, on how to do deal analysis, and people are interested. They come to classes on how to analyze deals. It tends to be one of our more popular classes when you do this, or how to analyze you know, lease option deals or creative financing deals. Like all of these different classes on how to do this um, can be done with deal analysis. And there's a this, this is a deep well. In other words, it's, there's a lot of different variations on this class that you can teach over time. Not that you should be teaching like you know 30 of these in a row. I personally like to kind of mix things up where it's not all the same content for weeks and weeks and weeks in a row. Because if someone is not interested in that topic, they may disappear for three months and get out of the habit, get into the habit of skipping class. So I think you do like, you know, maybe every first Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whatever day you're doing your classes on, uh, you know, every first Tuesday is deal analysis Tuesday. And so once a month, you have a, a different class on deal analysis. I think that's probably a better strategy, but maybe I should go into that more in a different class. But anyway, I digress. The idea is how to analyze deals in your local marketplace. Where do they get the inputs for all the different fields? How do they analyze a variety of things? What's normal? What is what, what are you likely to see in your marketplace? Like using your prices, your tax rates, your insurance rates, um, your rents, um, like all of the different current interest rates, you know, like all that different stuff you should do on how to analyze deals and then have a library where people can go and access the recordings or the podcast episodes and be able to see and walk through deal analysis to be able to like understand how to analyze deals when they get to that point, almost like reference material for you. And then of course, if you want to add value, you can sit down with folks and help them walk through their deal analysis on a property you're helping them buy or something like that. So deal analysis, number one. Number two, and, and this is a question you are likely to get. I mean, if you're a real estate agent or a lender, um, you are likely to get this question. Maybe more real estate agents than lenders. By the time you get to the lender, maybe you already have your down payment. But how to come up with down payments. I get this question so much. Like, this is like, you know, how are we going to come up with down payments to buy properties? You know, I, I may be able to scrape by the down payment for the first one. Maybe it's nothing down. Maybe you're doing like a VA loan or USDA loan or something like that. Or maybe you're doing like the you know 3% down, whatever it is, home ready or home possible or whatever they call the 3% down conventional loan or 3.5% down FHA loan. You know, maybe they've got that one, but they're like, how am I going to come up with down payments to buy these other properties? Doing a class where we talk about all the different ways to come up with down payments and how to save down payments and you know, how to buy properties without down payments and how to you know get creative and do all these different things. Those are very popular classes and classes I think would be helpful for you um, using your numbers and kind of like your marketplace to do that. Another one that's super common is how to finance properties. Like I'm going through a series right now for my podcast for real estate investors where I'm talking about all the different financing stuff. It is a really deep well. Like all the different financing stuff, there's a ton of stuff to cover there. 
you know, you know, breaking it down in lots of different ways, you know, like the, the class on no down payment financing or the class on low down payment financing options or the class on, you know, should I put more down or, you know, how to, how to pull money out if you're going to do like a burst strategy class or like all of those things or improving your credit score, like all that stuff related to financing properties, important classes to teach, important classes for your folks to know. And I mentioned this yesterday when I was talking about the thing and I was reminded of it when I was just saying this now. Now, you know, part of the part of the benefit you get from teaching these different classes to real estate investors is it allows you to go deep and really understand that one part of your topic, that one like knowledge section for you. So like by you going and doing an entire class, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, you know, two hours, whatever you decide to do. Most of the classes I tell live were in the two hour range, but if you do two hours worth of content on, you know, nothing down loan programs you really end up knowing nothing down loan programs because you're doing research and you're talking about the differences and why they might kind of consider nothing down. And, you know, what is the, the difference between nothing down and putting a little down and how that impacts things. And there's all sorts of things to dig into that is important for real estate investors to know that adds value. It demonstrates your expertise and it develops your own knowledge base to help you do that. So how to finance properties and all the things related to that uh, I think are good. Like, you know, I'm just like brainstorming off the top of my head, you know, the stuff on PMI and debt to income ratio. And, you know, like those could be all standalone classes, understanding how, you know, debt to income ratio is calculated and how it's used when you're buying more than one property or whatever. Oh, you know, the other thing I didn't, I didn't have on here, uh, but I probably should. I mean, there's so many ideas for classes, but I'll, I'll add to this one, how to analyze deals. There's like the next step from analyzing deals. And that is how do you analyze your portfolio? How do you like, once you have one or two or three properties, how are you looking at the entire portfolio's performance and seeing how that is performing to that? And maybe even how to analyze deals. It's also a calculation of return on equity, which is critically important, which we'll probably talk about when we talk about uh, selling properties and stuff. But, you know, the, the kind of return on equity calculations versus return on investment, there's like all sorts of stuff to do there. And as one other additional thing to say about this, as I kind of go through the class on uh, 10 things to teach real estate investors, and that is, Sometimes you repeat content. So you just because you taught a class once before, it doesn't mean, and I'm talking this, I'm saying this to myself, uh, just because you taught a class once before three years ago, doesn't mean it's not time to take that class out, kind of see what has changed, brush it off, dust it off, make sure that it's uh, improved on, kind of like add to it, tweak it a little bit, make things better from the last time you've done, last time you, you presented it, you know, improve the spots that were a little slower, make it a little bit more exciting kind of add some new things, remove some old things that, you know, kind of slowed it down and and kind of like redo the class and then reteach it. You will attract new people. And some people, they like, like the class and they will want to come back and watch it. Just like you've watched a movie more than once, I would be willing to wager. You know, like, why did you do that? You've already seen it. You already know how it ends. So, you know, they come back and they want to see the new updated version of this. And you can call it the updated version. Updated for 2023, you know, how to finance properties with nothing down. Um, you know, or how to analyze deals with higher interest rates, higher prices and lagging rents, you know, like that, that kind of idea of making it fresh for whatever the current environment is. Okay, so we talked about how to finance properties, the entire process of buying properties and specifically investment properties, like walking them through each of the steps that happen. I'm constantly reminded of this whenever I'm out with a client and I get a question. 
I think to myself, number one, do I have a resource that I can give them? Hey, look, you know, oh, you're asking questions about PMI. Let me answer your questions. But if you really want to know about PMI, I've got an entire two-hour class on PMI. It goes over everything you need to know and really dives in deep. And of course, if you've got additional questions after that, I'm happy to help you with those. But then you have this class. So if someone asks you a question, you're like, hey, how does blank work in your marketplace as part of the buying process? You think to yourself, okay, write down, I should do a class on this because if one person asks me, I'm probably going to get asked this another time. And I'd rather prepare a really good, very thorough, deep answer to make sure I cover everything and help people in that way. And then you also answer their question then and there, but you plan on doing a full 20 minute, 30 minute, 45 minute, hour long, two hour long, full day seminar, whatever you need to do in order to cover that entire process in detail. Okay. So the process of buying investment properties, I think that's like a whole area, everything from you know, getting pre-qualified with the lender to you know, getting your financial house in order, to determining what your goals are, to looking at properties, to requesting showings. And, and part of this in, in my mind is helping people understand how you work and how you want things to go. How do you want people to contact you if, you, if they're looking at a property? How do you want them to contact you if you're a lender in order to get their pre-approval letter or their or their pre-qual letter? You know, like what do you what is your process and your preferred way to do this? You teach that as part of the process. And that's why I think that you know having this generic one done is not appropriate. I think you want to have custom ones that deal with your specific market situations and your specific business model and your specific process. Um I am I'm not really embarrassed. I'm quasi embarrassed to admit this, but whenever I had something that didn't quite go the way I wanted, you know, a client went rogue or something happened in a transaction that kind of got off the rails. And I'm like, okay, that will never happen again. I'm going to fix that way upstream. I would sometimes do like a either full class or at least a couple slides in the class that discusses this, where I talk about like, hey, this is how this should go. Um, please be aware of this, like, and, and almost like solve the problem before it happens by addressing the issues that um, could have been bad for the client or could have been bad for me or could have been, you know, less than ideal or could have hurt our chances of getting offers accepted or whatever. I think about those things and then I go and I add them to class content to make sure that we limit the number of times that might ever happen again in the future. Okay, so on that, the process of buying properties. Then go the process of selling properties. You know, uh, how do you determine comps? Um, you know, how do you request that we do comps? You know, how do you, you know, using buyer's eyes and go and looking at properties if someone has the same amount of money and they're shopping in the marketplace? Um, how do you, you know, how does the process work for listing a property? What is it like to have a property listed? How many showings should we have? You know, preparing your house for showings, you know, dealing with tenants when they're in the property, like the closing process itself, negotiating contracts on the selling side, like all of the stuff involved in this process of selling. I'm just naming, you know, steps that you can kind of cover as this. Those are the things to teach in a class on the process of selling an investment property. It could be selling an owner-occupant property, but it, you know, maybe you do like, you know, this is the process for selling any property. And then you say a separate class, this is what's different if you're doing an investment property, how we deal with having tenants in there or whatever it is that you're doing there. Okay. Um, this is the next one is arguably one of the most timely, one of the most important, one of the most valuable things you can be teaching your real estate investor clients right now. And that is how to improve cash flow. We're in a marketplace where prices have gone up dramatically over the last few years. The last year, it slowed down a little bit in some markets. 
seeing kind of a split between East, East Coast, West Coast, but in some markets, it's definitely slowed down. But their prices are way up overall in general. And interest rates are way up. And rents are up, but not quite as much as what we would need to compensate for the really high prices and the really high interest rates in order to have really good cash flow in a lot of markets. Or if your market used to have great cash flow, maybe it's not so great anymore. And if your market had mediocre cash flow, maybe it's even negative now. And if you had negative cash flow before, maybe it's really negative now. So this how to improve cash flow is critically important right now. All the different ways that you can go and improve cash flow. I'm like, this is a core topic that I end up teaching and I end up reteaching and I end up bringing it back into other things. And I reference it when we're teaching other classes. You know, when we talk about down payments, I'm talking about how to improve cash flow and why down payment relates to that. You know, talking about financing, I'm talking about that. But when you talk about the buying process, I'm talking about how to improve cash flow. So this sort of gets brought into all of them. Sometimes you step back and you're like, look, this is the class on how to improve cash flow. This is the one where we go through the entire list of different ways. I came up with a trademark concept called the lowest monthly payment guarantee. And then I also have this trademark concept of the maximum cash flow guarantee, where I walk people through a process of improving cash flow. But you'll come up with your own versions of that. You know, decide on, okay, these are all the different ways to improve cash flow. You know, don't copy mine verbatim, but listen to mine and borrow what makes sense. Don't, you know, use my trademark concepts and, you know, just copy exactly what I say or you know, exactly what my slides say, but use my stuff as like a, as kind of like a, uh, a, a reference. And ideally have more than just me as a reference, right? Go have you know, three different books or something like that and pull from three different sources to kind of get a, a legitimate cross-reference with reference material, resource material, but uh, don't steal my stuff. Uh, I want to encourage you, but at the same time, don't, you know, don't go violating my copyright stuff and trademark stuff for things like that. So anyway, the idea though is improve your cash flow. I, I, that is a major topic to teach real estate investors. It'll be super attractive and being able to help them implement those strategies, especially if it's things that are relatively unique to you. That's awesome. You can go and help real estate investors add massive value to them, help them improve their cash flow. They will love you for that, especially if you could do it over the long term, right? Like you help them through various stages of the buying process. Then there's the whole stuff of how to manage rental properties. Maybe you're not the expert, and this is true for all these things, right? Maybe you're not the expert because you don't do property management. Well, bring in the property management people that you know in the business. And maybe don't do just one. Maybe bring in like, you know, three different people over three different weeks and find out what the difference is, like how different people do different things. Or maybe get a panel together and teach it that way. Uh, or, you know, maybe you do a class on, you know, how to screen tenants and you have one property management company come in and, and help with that. And do you do, you know, how to, uh, how to do turnovers or, you know, like how to do, how to read a property management statement and, you know, how do you deal with repairs when you have a property management, like all the different things related to owning and running a property management business, you should be covering. And if you're not qualified to cover it, maybe you do the research to learn it yourself, or maybe you bring an expert who can. Okay. That's the idea. All right, next one is all the different real estate investing strategies. You should have a class for each of the individual strategies. You do the class where you talk about wholesaling, not because you're necessarily wanting to represent wholesalers in transactions and have them write you know, lowball offers on properties in the MLS. I'm not suggesting that, but I think you get people who they think they want wholesaling because they don't realize that they can still buy investment properties with little or nothing down using like a nomad or house hacking strategy. And so you get a certain percentage of them who come to the class and they just discover your awesome stuff. And then they become more traditional clients. Maybe it's even they're buying or selling owner-occupant properties through you. You know, they want to do their wholesaling business, but they're like, look, now I'm buying a property in the MLS. 
you've been such a great resource for me. You've helped me. You kind of taught this class to really help me understand wholesaling and how it would work in the marketplace. And maybe you kind of give them some you know, comps every once in a while if they need help comping out a property or you know, whatever you work out. Then we're going to go through all the different stuff about individual uh, investing strategies and pros and cons of working them and how you can kind of cater to them. I'm just kind of use this as an example. But you teach a class on wholesaling in order to attract people who are interested in wholesaling. Not that you are necessarily doing that class, but you do a class on buying properties subject to, or you do a class on owner financing, you do a class on Burr, or you do a class on fix and flip, you do a class on house hacking, you do a class on whatever in order to get a wide range of people, get a library of resources you have. So if someone comes to you and you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm definitely wanting to do this long-term buy and hold thing, but I'm also interested in wholesaling. You're like, great. I have a class I did on wholesaling. Let me send it to you. And then I'll be happy to help you with the buy and hold stuff as well. You've just added massive value. And now you've got this great resource for them that you've done. So I don't know, I think you should have at least, in my opinion, you should have a class on each one of the strategies and individually. And you should have a class on all of the strategies, like an overview class for doing it. I think that's a really good place to start. And, and as a side, so I, I think about this sometimes. I don't want to overwhelm you, right? There's this, there's this delicate balance between me dumping on you the 300 classes that you should have had done yesterday and you feeling like you're behind the eight ball and that there's no way I'm going to do all this work and I'm really frustrated and this seems like such a good idea, but it seems like so much work and I'm going to have to do this. No, it's not. You do one at a time. You know, if you're going to start off and you really want to take it slow, do one class a month. You know, if you really want to kind of really commit to working with real estate investors and, and serving them, do one a week. If you want to be crazy like me, do one every day. But no one needs to be crazy like me, right? And that's, that's not what you need. And for the longest time, I did one a week. And, you know, some weeks when I was busy, I retaught a class that I had already prepared, so I didn't have to do any prep work for that class. Or I, t- I did like the really relaxed Q&A class, you know, at the Ask Me Anything, you know, we're going we're gonna to discuss wholesaling, Ask Me Anything. That's me showing up with an empty slide deck that says, okay, what are your questions on wholesaling? And then just answering questions from people. It's almost like you're working with, you know, 10 clients all at the same time or however many people in a room, 30 clients at the same time, and they're all dumping questions at you about wholesaling. And then that makes, that allows you to go off on tangents and tell stories about whatever you've got related to that stuff. Be helpful, be valuable. Don't stress about this. I, there's so many classes for you to teach. There's a simultaneous fear. On one hand, you're like, I'm going to run out of things to teach. Not true. <laughs> On the other hand, you're like, I, I need to have 500 classes done immediately. Also not true. Take a deep breath. One class at a time. We'll get through this. I will help you. I will be here. Um, and just realize that there are a lot of classes you can teach but don't feel stressed out. Don't get overwhelmed with this stuff, right? You got this. We got this together. We'll do it. Let's make it happen, okay? So classes on all the different real estate investing strategies. And, uh, you know, go go watch some of mine if you want, like, ideas on some of this stuff. You know, I've got a whole class on all the different strategies at once. In fact, I've got multiple versions of that class. And, and in fact, there's more of those versions of that class that I've yet to teach. There's, like, the class on all the different strategies where I do, like, a qualitative analysis of those. Then there's like down payments, like how much money you need to do for each of these strategies. That's a separate class. Or, you know, using each strategy in order to achieve financial independence or using strategies to, to, um, to develop down payments. How do you use 
all these different strategies in order to develop down payments. And then you have a slide on each where you talk about the strategy and how you could use that in order to develop down payments. And a lot of the slides are going to be really similar because some of the strategies are exactly the same as how you're going to develop down payments with it. Okay. So you just do like these different variations of classes over time to do this. Okay. And then probably the one I am arguably most like jealous or envious of you for, because um, you know, I, I think about doing these classes and if I'm doing stuff in my local market, I have some local knowledge. I like, I know my local paperwork and you know, my local contracts and listing paperwork and all those agreements and stuff like that. And I know most of the local laws and regulations that kind of apply to, you know, kind of like my field, my industry, kind of my, my kind of group there, but I don't know anything about any of your other markets. And when I'm doing classes that are sort of generic in nature, that are a little bit wider kind of scheme because I'm, I'm doing like these podcasts for you know multiple cities where I'm doing analysis like the real estate financial planning analysis in those different cities and if you want to do some type of collaboration or or kind of like stuff with that definitely reach out to me we could definitely talk about that offline but the idea is that you know all the local real estate paperwork all your local laws and regulations and this is awesome content for people because it's not content they're going to get from these generic websites they're not going to be able to go to like a bigger pockets or you know these other online real estate investing forums or discussion groups or listening to generic real estate investing podcasts online and be able to get local real estate paperwork stuff local real estate laws local real estate regulations on all the different aspects of all the different real estate investing business stuff all the things for landlords all the things for wholesalers all the things for you know doing burn and, and kind of like the local market flavor and changes there speaking of local market stuff market stats Another thing that is awesome for you, you know, it's really tricky to get super local market data, you know, your city or your county and be able to like help people understand what's going on. This is one of those great classes where you can tend to attract both the experienced people who have properties, you know, good potential listing clients in a lot of ways, right? Like people that are going to kind of look at their return on equity and they want to kind of sell up. Uh, they want to maximize the return on equity. Maybe they sell their properties, re-leverage up, or maybe they want to leverage down and actually sell off half of their portfolio and pay off the other half to be free and clear. And you can help them with that, help them position that, help them understand that. But having local market stats is one way to attract those experienced investors. They want to know what's happening in the marketplace. They want to hear predictions about what you think might happen. Not that you know everything, but that you're guessing, hey, look, you know, based on supply and demand, this is what I think might happen this next quarter. Of course, there's no guarantees. But market stats, really, really important and highly localized. And then I put in a number 11 here as sort of like this bonus extra stuff, which I think is very important. And honestly, some of these classes, they are some of the more popular classes I've taught. And, and I'm not an expert on this. If you listen to me teach like the, uh, the, the class on doing taxes, you know, tax deductions for real estate investors, you hear me from the very beginning. And my, my CPA came on and was listening to me and she knows that I don't know anything about taxes or anything like that. That is like definitely not my expertise. And she would correct me during the presentation. You'd like, you'd hear me saying, she's being really nice about this, but she's texting. She's like putting in the chat that, uh, no, that's not right. James. So I was like, okay, great. What is it? Let's, let's learn about it. And so the, the bonus one is all the accounting stuff, the bookkeeping stuff and the taxes stuff. I think those are some bonus. And there are, I mean, I just named 10 kind of groups, but there are a lot of additional classes you can do and stuff you could teach for this. All right, I don't want to go too far over. It has been about 25 minutes so far, but thank you very much for coming. I, ho I hope those 
kind of 10 things to teach real estate investors is going to be helpful for you and kind of get you motivated and jump started as to all these different things you could do. And if you didn't listen to the class yesterday where we talked about why you might want to teach some classes, that's what you need to understand. It's like, those are the reasons why. Now, this is what you possibly can teach. Now, we will continue to talk about different ways that we can serve real estate investors. And maybe we'll go into like, no, I, I wonder if you guys are interested in this, let me know, like post a comment or send me an email or something like that. Ideally a comment, social proof reasons, which you'll find out. But if you could post a comment or something, if you'd like to see me almost take a class that I've taught before and walk you through the like behind the scenes, what's going through my head, why certain things are on there, like almost like the the teaching of the teaching of the class. Not, I mean, you, if you want to see me teach a class, go watch any of the other classes I've done directly for real estate investors. You can just see that, right? But if you want to sort of like see like, hey, this is why I'm saying this. This is why I put this in there to begin with. Or here's the background as to how I got this slide or like that sort of stuff. Then maybe we should do a class or two or 10 or 15 or whatever uh, based on that for a variety of different topics. All right, that's all I got for you. Hope you guys have an amazing day. It is uh, right before... Uh, Easter weekend of uh, 2023. So you will not see me until Tuesday. So uh, uh, if you're starting to think, hey, this stuff's pretty good, I should come on live, which I really would encourage you to do. I'd love to have some collaboration and do this, which we'll talk about in a separate class. But I would love to do that with you guys. Um, but I will not be around for tomorrow, uh, Saturday, Sunday of Easter, Easter weekend, or Monday. I'm taking Monday off as well. So I will be back here on Tuesday and we'll resume then. We'll get going with serving real estate investor stuff. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye for now.